Hey, what's happening, you guys? This is the Proclivity Podcast. I am your host, Joel Cochran, and I'm here with co-host, Emily Rodella. Emily, hello. 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 How's life? (laughs) It's great. Life's great. How are your baby hairs? My baby hairs? (laughs) They're good. Yep. Post postpartum moms, you know, you know what's up. Oh, what's up? Um, one quick thing. <laughs> Is there anything that I do that's quick? <laughs> uh, one quick thing. I found out today um, that you can air dry after taking a shower when you don't bring your towel. Um, yeah, I've done that too. <laughs> Or use one of your pieces of clothing. <laughs> well, I used a lot of paper towels. Let's just put that <laughs> You're not a friend of the environment today. <laughs> no. My carbon footprint went up, folks. Please don't judge me. It just is what it is. I forgot a towel. Emily and I went on a run. It's what we do on Tuesdays before our podcast. Emily's still hot. I am not so hot because I sat and I air dried for (laughs) 10 minutes. So there you go. You can air dry. Welcome to the show, you guys. This is Proclivity. And you know what we do here at Proclivity? We make nutrition coaching simple. What if it was easy, Emily? What if? What if... The diets that we're so confused about and all the different information and data out there, what if it was simple? This is where Emily says it is, and it's called the (laughs) proclivity method. Uh, You guys got to know that we are straight pros. Okay, we know exactly (laughs) what we're doing, and I hope you're enjoying the show already. Fantastic. I thought you were gonna keep going. So no, I was I was trying to like toss it off. Like got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're, I wasn't catching that. That's okay. Now I know. No, yeah, we're we're good now. Check out episode seventy nine, guys. We're gonna have it nailed down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cool. Today, guys, if you are joining, we are going to be talking about the three levers of nutrition. This isn't something that we came up with. It is our good friend. Even though he's not my friend because he doesn't know me, Dr. Peter Atia. If you haven't checked out Dr. Peter Atia and you like to go deep into the science, like super nerd, go ahead and check out his podcast, The Drive, where he dives into the deepness with all other kind of PhDs and doctors and so on and so forth. Um, yet we're going to talk about what his view is on nutrition his simplicity that he has with nutrition which is these levers and we really like it because with what we focus on which is metabolic flexibility we're pulling a lot of these levers and so Mm -hmm. this is going to make a lot of sense if you've listened to our podcast before and the hope is is that we're going to go through these three levers of nutrition and it's going to help you simplify and make your nutrition easy again guys imagine if it was simple because it is and that's what Mm -hmm. we deliver here so coach emily should we get into it 
Yeah, let's go. Let's get into it. So the very first thing that Peter loves to talk about is sad. Coach Emily, for the people that don't know the acronym of SAD, SAD, guys, listen. <clears throat> yeah, it makes please, sense too. <laughs> oh my gosh, it makes incredible sense. And it just shows you. I don't know if... Anyways, continue. Yeah, yeah. yeah, SAD stands for the Standard American Diet. So basically what you see you eat in America. So it's whatever you want, whenever you want. A lot of refined processed foods, a lot of middle of the grocery aisle shopping, fast food included. Yeah, that's it. And a lot of people are on the SAD diet. And the way that Peter Atia talks about is the SAD diet is eat whatever, whenever, and however much that you want. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much the standard American diet. Mm -hmm. I'll eat just whenever I'm hungry. And mm -hmm. when I eat, I'm going to eat whatever I want to eat. No restrictions, no nothing. Mm -hmm. And then I'm just going to keep eating and eating and eating because like what we were talking about the other day, there seems to be this second stomach when it comes to like desserts or even more, more higher palatable foods where you're just like, mm -hmm. oh, I can, I could even have a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Why is it that we can have a little bit more? Yeah, it's our, it's going back to how our our brains are wired. And so, especially with hyperpalatable food, nutrient poor food in terms of micronutrients and protein, um, our bodies are wired to look for the high calorie, the high fat, the high sugars for an energy source in terms of survival in the past. Now nowadays we don't need that. We have food readily available all the time. And that was a survival mechanism back then when we didn't have food all the time. So it would be like, oh, this is high fat, high carb. This is good energy for our body. Let me eat more of that. <clears throat> so our brain is wired to want more and more and more. So it's not always a simple lack of willpower to stop. Mm. So thinking of it in terms of that rather than nowadays, okay, what do we actually need? So going back to that example, like if you think you're hungry, think about, oh, okay. Think about whole foods. Am I hungry enough to eat a steak? Am I hungry enough to eat some eggs or some veggies, right? Mm, Very different point. than, oh, am I hungry enough to eat a dessert or donuts or a cookie, right? Almost all of us would be like, yeah, I can eat a cookie, right? <laughs> it's so good. But totally. it's part of that survival mechanism in our brain. Yeah. Like, guys, have you ever been at uh, Thanksgiving dinner, Christmas dinner? You've had all the ham and the turkey, and you're just like, oh, my gosh. Not a single more bite of the sweet potato, the ham, the turkey, the vegetables, no more. And then the pumpkin pie comes out and all of a sudden you're like, well, I mean, yeah, I could, I could have some pumpkin pie. That mechanism in your brain and understanding guys, there's a physiological and a psychological side when it comes to food. And that is what we do here at Proclivity is help you understand the psychological and the physiological side. Because what some people will do is that they don't understand the physiological side of that, mm -hmm. that pattern. And then they do eat the food and then they go, oh my gosh, I can't believe I ate that much food or, or that I ate, you know, two servings of pumpkin pie. And we start creating this identity. 
that I don't have enough willpower, that I'm not strong enough, or this is the reason why I can't lose weight. And, you know, all of a sudden we're bringing guilt and shame. Mm-hmm. When you bring guilt and shame to a story or to your language, good luck finding progress. Until you get rid of the guilt and shame, it will bog you down. We just had a client who posted something on Instagram who gave us testimonial. She has lost over 25 pounds and she had been working on her nutrition. She'd been working on it and she knew what to do. It wasn't until she started releasing some guilt and shame surrounding herself, Mm -hmm. surrounding her life, surrounding food, where all of a sudden it started melting off. Melting. So being able to understand that there is a physiological and a psychological side that can help to give us relief of like that physiological, like, oh, my body wants Mm -hmm. to eat more calories. I understand the physiological side that's going on here. Mm -hmm. So psychologically, I can speak to myself in a way that is curious instead Mm -hmm. of conflicting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this is what most people are missing. And again, the main reason we started doing what we're doing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And here we are. And here you are listening to us, which we appreciate. And if you'd like to like and share with your friends and family, we'd appreciate it. (laughs) Did you see that plug? That was a good plug, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Okay, so let's dive into the three lovers that Peter Atiyah talks about. And let's let's correlate it back to what most people understand. Um, Let's Mm -hmm. also correlate it back to metabolic flexibility and be able to show how this structure can really simplify the understanding when it comes to someone's diet. Mm -hmm. So let's start off. What are the three levers? Yeah, so we have caloric restriction. So a lot of people look at that as calorie counting, eating less food. Then we have number two, time restricted, restricted, meaning are you fasting? Are you eating within a time window? You're shortening the amount of time that you eat within a day. Mm Mm-hmm. Then number three, diet restriction, which I actually like to look at this as what are we eliminating to feel better? You know, I I try and move away from that word restriction, especially when it comes to diet, Mm -hmm. flip it into what, what are the things that make us feel good? Stay with those things. Mm -hmm. So those are the top, those are the three. So we got caloric, we got time, we got diet. And he talks, he talks about it as levers, right? The levers that you Mm -hmm. can pull on. Mm -hmm. And he talks about each one a little in depth and let's go over the ones first caloric restriction and let's talk about how in our society what Mm -hmm. levers are most people pulling and what levers should they be pulling yeah a lot of people when they look to lose weight or improve health they tend to look to one of these levers rather than looking at all and saying, hey, at this time, when do I pull this lever down more, right? So there's different strategies. Yet the way we look at caloric restriction is, again, oh, I, I need to eat less to lose weight. Mm-hmm. I need to eat less. Oh, and then I wonder why I'm not sleeping well or working out well, right? Or you're just looking at eating less, not looking at the other two. So again, like what am I eating? When am I eating, right? Because I know plenty of people who eat less, they count their calories, yet they snack all day, and it's on a lot of refined foods, right? So that's where I see it going mostly wrong in terms of the caloric restriction lever. Yeah, yeah. And that's one of the levers that Peter talks about 
as being the least effective lever to pull. Mm -hmm. Yet it tends to be the the lever that most Americans Mm -hmm. do pull is they Mm -hmm. think energy in, energy out, reduce the, the, the calories, nothing else matters. Right. And we know, wait a second, that's not true. So let's talk about the, the other two levers mm-hmm. and why those are actually really beneficial to be pulling more often than mm-hmm. necessarily the, the calorie lever. Yeah, I like the time-restricted one. Um, that's at number two, specifically because that helps people, one, snack less, two, naturally eat a little bit less. So maybe you're having two bigger meals um, or even three bigger meals but you're reducing the amount of time that you eat and then you're giving your digestive system a break. Mm-hmm. And so you can do it in a number of different ways, whether it be a 24 hour fast or eat between the hours of say 10 AM and 6 PM, right? That eight uh, and 16 window. And so there's lots of different ways to utilize this and figure out what works best for you. But this is where I find it helps improve our metabolic flexibility the most, meaning It helps force our body into using stored glucose or stored fat for fuel rather than always relying on those snacks or those carbohydrates coming in from our diet. So that's my favorite one that we introduce to a lot of people. Yet when when we do have people who come in and they're familiar with that, there's ways obviously to go in in the negative direction, right? And fasting specifically. Mm. Um, You know, too much fasting can be a not a good thing for a lot of people or again if you're just fasting not paying attention to the to the quality of food right mm-hmm. yet again coming back around the time restricted category this is most helpful for becoming more metabolically flexible and making it easy on yourself too because i'm sure most of you listening have noticed the first thing when you eat in the morning you're more likely to have hunger or cravings after you've started eating right take notice of that if you haven't wait an hour, mm-hmm. then eat, take, take notice of how you're, how that works for you. And so being able to wait a little bit or even on the tail end, waiting a little bit later in the day, or you're stopping yourself later in the day, um, at an earlier time, it makes a big difference, um, in terms of your cravings, your hunger levels, your energy levels. Again, it starts pushing you more into that metabolic flexibility state. Right. Right. And the, and you know, with that time constricted, there's, you know, we, we talk about hormones, not, we don't say that we're the hormone experts here. There's many other, um, companies out there that really dive into <clears> hormones, <throat> yet we know two hormones specifically that can cause weight gain that a lot of people misunderstand or maybe don't understand. And t- that time constricted window can really help with those two hormones. And the hormones we're talking about is cortisol and insulin. Can, can you, can you explain how cortisol and insulin along with pulling that time restricted lever work together? Yeah. So every time we eat our blood sugar raises for the most part, right? For most people, um, who are eating diverse amount of macronutrients. Um, so our, our blood sugar rises, that means our insulin rises. It means our cortisol, uh, increases a little bit. And if we're doing that chronically, consistently throughout the day, that's a lot of spikes and that causes inflammation in our body. We want to reduce the either level of spike. We don't want it to be a big spike. We also want to reduce the amount of times it happens, at least for the people who, again, are eating five, six, seven times a day or snacking throughout the day. 
And if we can reduce that amount, you decrease stress, you decrease inflammation in your body. And that's where that time restricted part comes in is we have less of those spikes essentially because we're eating it at less amount of times throughout the day. And again, we're giving our body a chance to control its own blood sugar and pull stores of fat or glucose from our body rather than needing food all the time. Right, right. And that the, the, the cortisol and the insulin, like Coach Ann was talking about, is, is fluctuating throughout the day. And there are times, right, I'm sure if people are listening, who eat throughout the day where they get really hyper-focused about, I got I to gotta get my meal, I got to get my meal, I got to get something in, I got to get something in. And that's actually creating a sympathetic mm-hmm. or fight-or-flight response in which cortisol is going to start being released. So cortisol is your uh, adrenaline hormone, right, guys? Mm-hmm. This is to help you get out or away from danger, to be able to fight. And being in a chronic state of cortisol Cortisol's job is to be able to pull and get glucose to the bloodstream. And if you're mm-hmm. freaking out about the next meal you have to eat or I'm really hangry, right? Mm-hmm. That again, psychological side, you're telling yourself you're angry because of food. You got to look at the psychology of that and what you're painting of yourself is this really enraged person. And when somebody's enraged, their cortisol levels are going to be high. When your cortisol levels go high, your glucose spikes. When your glucose spikes, insulin has to come in. Insulin does the adverse effect, which is storing glucose as fat. So before, before we even start to eat, we can have these fluctuations that can affect our weight gain, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct, yeah. And in addition to that, if you're eating later into the evening and night, that's when our cortisol is supposed to be the lowest to help us fall asleep, right? And if you're increasing that, then that's suppressing melatonin or overlapping it. And that's not, it's not, that that makes for poor sleep or making it for a hard time to fall asleep. And then there's a whole domino effect with that as well. And we talk, we talk about structure guys and the importance of structure, being able to structure your day because we want to play, we want to be with those hormones. We want to be like, Mm -hmm. hey, hormones, we want to, we want to get the most out of this. And Mm -hmm. when we're fighting against our hormones, we talk about cortisol, cortisol is the adrenaline, so it gets us hot, it gets our eyes dilated, vasoconstriction, or dilation, excuse me. Like, we're in a state of like, let's go. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Which is great in the beginning of the day, not at the end. Not at the end. (laughs) Emily talked about melatonin. If you're not familiar with melatonin, that is meant to be released or be the highest at the end of the night. Now, if you're working late and you've been snacking throughout the day and you've had these up and downs and your blood sugar's doing this yo-yo effect throughout the day and you get home and the first thing that you want to do because you've been stressed out throughout the day is you get to the cupboard, you start mashing on, right, whatever can get into your hands that you don't have to prepare, Mm-hmm. then we're skipping the whole process of your body being able to prepare for food, ready to digest for food. We're just grabbing and we're putting those highly processed or sad diet mm-hmm. into our face. And then when it comes to wanting to eat the whole foods, we don't want as much, right? Mm-hmm. And so if this is ringing a bell to you guys, we get it. We get it. Yet mm-hmm. you have to understand that this is why this lever of time restriction 
or timing, the timing lever mm -hmm. is so vital, you guys. And mm -hmm. when you can get that right, you sleep better. You have less mm -hmm. cravings. You have more energy. Your hormones are mm -hmm. with you instead of against you. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah, that's a big one that is a big game changer for a lot of our clients and ourselves. <laughs> for sure. I've recorded yeah. it on my Whoop. When I eat late, there, there are effects to it with yeah. my recovery, my HRV, my resting heart rate, so on and so forth. Yeah, and then simply we, we teach a lot about for majority of people, instead of meal, snack, meal, snack, meal, snack, 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 <laughs> let's move towards bigger meals, right? Try mm -hmm. that if you haven't tried that and let me know how you feel. The majority of people are like, whoa, less totally. snacking. And again, prevents less of that, the blood sugar roller coaster too. Cool, so tangibly, what would we suggest to people when it comes to the time lever? If we had to yeah. give them a, blue, a generic blueprint, we know that everybody's different, but if we gave them a generic blueprint, what would that look like? Yeah, uh, the first thing, what I just said, is start moving more towards meals with more in that meal to prevent the need from snacking. That would be the first thing I'd focus on. You could go further into, oh, let me try waiting a couple hours in the morning to eat. See how that feels. See if that makes a difference. Uh, let me try making sure I stop eating at a certain time before I go to bed. So at least two hours before, you bed, before your bedtime, you should stop eating, if not three mm. or four hours. So pick one, spark pot, one part to start and then start experimenting with different parts, like I just mentioned. And how do you use uh, the time lever for yourself? Hmm. Yeah, in multiple ways. So I personally, at least as of lately in this season of life, uh, I, I don't eat um, my first meal until 10 or 11. Sometimes it's 12 or 1, but for the most part, it's that mid-morning mark. Mm -hmm. Big meal, 45, 50, 55 grams of protein. Then I let that digest and I have dinner around 5.30. And then it's another bigger meal with more protein there. And that's how I can get more in. Um, and that feels best for me. If there is a day where I have more activity, maybe that includes a breakfast or maybe that includes a snack between those two big meals. Mm -hmm. Yet, um, I find, like we said, I sleep much better when I eat earlier in the evening and stop eating. And um, also in the morning, if I do eat anything, it's it's like, man, I'm just thinking about food after that. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, I'm not as hungry first thing in the morning, I notice too, when I do experiment adding that breakfast back in. So I like waiting helps a lot right i agree yeah. i agree i am i am similar um there mm -hmm. are days where i do i i've now gotten to the point of where i'm going every other day so i do a 24-hour fast one day and then the next day i do three or two meals mm. and then i go 24 hours and i'm playing with that and seeing how that's going yet i have found with the appropriate hydration which is quality water electrolytes mm -hmm. And, it, and the uh, appropriate amount of water daily really helps me to be able to keep my energy steady, stable, mm -hmm. hunger cues down when, I, when I'm able to do that. Yeah. Um, so guys, if you haven't pulled the time restricted lever, this is a real good start. It could be tough yeah. a little bit at the beginning. This is where again, hydration is super, super important. Being able to use uh, those electrolytes, uh, we use Element, uh, one to two packets a day can really help to get through that 
stick point when it comes to mm-hmm. pulling the time constricted lever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Start small. Start small. You don't have to start with a 24 hour fast. I don't actually recommend that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Please don't. Please don't do that. That's, that's not the best thing to do. Uh, okay. So now we've talked about the caloric lever, the time lever. Let's talk about the diet lever. Mm-hmm. What's the diet lever? How would people use it in their life? Yeah. And you can use this in multiple ways. It could be as strict as, oh man, like I have so many health issues and autoimmune disease. I can't figure out what's wrong. What's causing these symptoms. You can go straight to a carnivore diet, right? Mm. That's like on the extreme side of the diet lever. And so it's any form of restriction. But again, I like to see it as let's remove some, some foods or some drinks or something specific to the type of food, see how that makes me feel. And if I feel better or worse and experimentation with that. So it could be a 30 day challenge of whole foods. It could be paleo, keto, all these different things. Yet what I like to do in a coaching setting with a client is figure out, okay, let's take a look at what you're eating. Mm -hmm. Let's see how you're feeling. What are your symptoms? Let's try taking this out for a few days, maybe a few weeks, see if that, if your symptoms improve, right? Yet simply speaking, when you're looking at the diet restriction lever, think quality foods. That's my first go-to is, okay, let's focus in on quality foods. Take out the refined foods for the most part. Think 80-20 or 90-10 in terms of percentage of, I want to be getting 80-90% of my foods from whole food sources. In the other times, I save that for special occasions or treats here and there if that's what I want, right? Mm. And that that amount's going to vary person to person depending on what your severity of symptoms are and goals. And you can pull down with any of these levers, right? The harder you pull on the lever, right? The more that you're going to get out of it, right? Just like if you're pulling on like a tap, right? You pull just a little mm-hmm. bit, right? You're going to get a little bit of, you know, we'll say kombucha, right? Cause we don't drink beer. <laughs> just kidding. We drink athletic brewing company. If you guys want to sponsor us, <laughs> let us know. I'd love for you to send me a 24 pack. <laughs> and the more we pull it, the more that result that we get from it. And so, yeah. And the result, oh yeah, go ahead. So when it comes to a diet restriction, if we're like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to stop having dairy, mm-hmm. right? Might have a, might have a good result. If I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to do dairy and gluten. I'm pulling on that lever a little bit more. So now all of a sudden, if dairy and gluten are two things that may be very inflammatory to us, we might see some pretty quick results from being able to pull harder on that lever. And... Maybe dairy is, I'm going to pull that dairy lever and take out milk, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm still going to have cheese. Maybe I'm going to do the gluten and pull that lever and I'm going to stay away from um, most breads and maybe I'll do sourdough every once in a while. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Being able to know like, hey, how hard am I going to pull that lever and that you can pull it or you can put it back. And that's the Mm -hmm. thing about this is, hey, if you want, you could do a little time, right? and do 12 hours and then go, okay, I'm going to go over to the diet one and I'm going to pull on dairy or I'm going to pull on gluten or I'm going to pull on sugar and mm-hmm. I'm going to go, okay, and see, all right, how does that work? How is that right. for me? And then you can even look at the caloric and go, okay, I'm going to pull a little bit on the caloric and be able to recognize that I'm not going to do a 5,000 calorie dinner and see how mm-hmm. that all works right? Mm-hmm. Yep. 100%. Yeah. Recognizing 
and experimenting with where you're at, not paying attention to others, right? Because we get a lot of people who are, like we mentioned in the beginning, hyper-focused on the caloric part. That only works for so long, right? In terms of uh, if you don't pay attention to quality food or the quality food that works for you, or if you, again, are snacking a lot throughout the day. And then you're also relying on, oh, I need to be counting my calories in order for this to work. And that's not a long-term solution for anyone. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. using them in combination with each other, and again, knowing there's no right or wrong way, but continue to experiment with yourself and take notice. I've been reading uh, the, the obesity code, Dr. Jason Fung, who you were saying in the um, nutrition, nutrition or world. science world, <laughs> he, he's a little over the top. Mm-hmm. He's a funny That's guy. Smart. But yeah. some, there are some real good studies out there, guys that that he notes in the restriction of calories and insulin levels and the reason that i'm bringing it back to this because we're, we're talking about that caloric lever where mm-hmm. they reduced calories with people mm-hmm. 500 calories a day but they injected them with insulin and they went up in weight even though they're reducing calories they went up in weight and the yeah. reason that we're bringing this up because we're talking about time restriction. We're also talking about diet. So if you lower your caloric intake, but the calories that you are putting in are hardly highly refined, which are going to have a very high glycemic index most of the time, which is going to cause a big spike in glucose, which is going to cause a big spike in the hormone insulin, mm-hmm. you will actually start to gain weight. You might initially lose weight, mm-hmm. but yet it will start climbing back. And this is where so many people are like, oh, you know, I did this diet and I restricted. And then I gained all the weight back. Well, because you weren't pulling the time nor the appropriate diet levers. Mm-hmm. So with that said, we talked about what lever for time, the time lever, how to pull it. What's a generic, right, best practice that we would say a proclivity when it comes to pulling the diet lever? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sticking to whole foods 80 to 90% of the time. Whole foods meaning quality animal products, eggs, meat, fish, um, nuts and seeds, avocados, fruit, vegetables. Again, for everyone, that's going to look a little different. Some people don't do well with vegetables. Some people don't uh, do well with fruit or nuts or seeds, right? There's these mm-hmm. different things. Um, for the most part, sticking to those whole quality foods is going to be the biggest part of that. And I'm going to add on to that the order of how you eat them in terms of when we're looking at blood sugar. So, for example, you could be eating a whole food such as a fruit, potato, something like that in your meal. If you eat that first... Or as a snack, that's going to that's gonna spike your blood sugar for most people. Mm-hmm. Or for certain people, certain whole food carbs, that's going to cause a spike, higher spike than for other people. Mm-hmm. So paying attention to what whole food carbs work best for you and can I eat them either mixed with fat, protein, or fiber or after I start eating the fat, protein, or fiber because those are what's now we know helps reduce that, that major spike in blood glucose. Mm-hmm. So give us a tangible, look at a plate, fill a plate for us real quick, Mm -hmm. right? And then tell us how to eat it. (laughs) Yeah. So um, steak, veggies, and potatoes, right? 
ideally we're eating the veggies first, then the steak, then the potatoes. Then you might notice like I did with my CGM, uh, the continuous blood glucose monitor, uh, I ate the potatoes first and that's what spiked my blood glucose. It could be that I ate them first. It could be the potatoes just don't work well with me. Mm-hmm. So figuring that out for you with different little experiments and it doesn't have to, you don't have to have the blood glucose monitor. You can just see how you feel, mm-hmm. how you sleep, your energy, hunger, all that stuff. Um, yeah, that would be the ideal way to eat it is veggies or fiber first, then the protein and then the more starchy or sugary carbohydrates. Because again, we're going back, guys, to being able to manage that those blood glucose levels. Yeah. Because even if we're eating whole foods, we can do it in an order which still spikes our blood glucose levels. When those mm-hmm. glucose levels go up, the only way to manage it is for insulin to come and bring it back down. So if we can buffer that by doing some fiber, some fat, and some protein first, Mm-hmm. that can help to keep that spike lower so there's mm-hmm. less insulin that comes into the body. Yeah. And so we, we you talked about, and I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come around because this is, we are talking about uh, restriction here, uh, which is not something, again, this is Peter Atia's thing. We're not huge on talking about you know restricting because there's a psychological side when we start saying, don't think about the potato what are you Mm -hmm. guys gonna think about the freaking potato okay so you we don't use that language because we know psychologically what that does people it hones them in on that and now it becomes a willpower game of trying to be like Mm -hmm. oh no don't eat it don't eat it don't eat it don't eat Mm -hmm. it and if you then cave into it then it becomes this identity like oh my gosh there you did you caved into it once again so that's one of the reasons yet when he's talking about the lever, we talked about, hey, eat whole foods first. But what would be the like the food, the diet restriction that we would say pull the lever mm-hmm. on? Like, is it dairy? Is it gluten? Is it mm-hmm. beans? Is it, right? What is for the average person where we say, hey, if you're going to pull a little lever here, mm-hmm. start mm-hmm. pulling back on this. Mm. Yeah, it's hard for me to choose. Yeah, alcohol. Mm. Sugar and poor quality oils, top three for sure. Then we would dive into the things like gluten and dairy for person specific things. Mm-hmm. And so, let's because you just nailed you nailed three right. You came off quick. You're like, oh, I'm not sure, and then you're like, one, two, three. <laughs> well, I was trying to pick one, but I, I got to give three. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk. Okay, let's talk about the three then. Why are those your three restrictions? Mm-hmm. or the yeah, one that you would pull first. Yeah, uh, as we know, alcohol is really prevalent in our culture. A lot of people either have it daily or weekly, at least. Mm-hmm. And that affects our sleep. Not only does it affect our blood sugar, but it affects our sleep. And so, right. as we know, and we've talked about a lot, sleep has a giant domino effect on the rest of our health. Mm-hmm. Acro- like across all boards, right? right? And so that is one to easily minimize or take out and improve our sleep, improve all other health markers. So that, that one's obvious to me. Then sugar, again, spiking blood sugar. We don't necessarily need it to survive, right? We need carbon and glucose, but right. excess sugar, refined sugar, don't need it. Um, it's in a lot of foods. It's added a lot of places. Again, in our culture, it's normal to have those donuts in the office those kinds of things. 
Um, and then the oils cause a lot of inflammation, a lot, a lot of inflammation in our body, um, oxidative stress, and those lead to things like cardiovascular disease, hot, like the actual poor cholesterol, um, can't, I mean, so, so many things all around higher inflammation, which leads to all the other things. You guys watch what I'm going to do to Emily. This is going to make her really uncomfortable. Emily, you got to pick one. <laughs> I got to pick one. Holy moly. Um, okay. I'm going to say the poor oils. Because? Because they're in so many of our foods. They're in every, I should say, 99.9% .9 of restaurants. Mm -hmm. And it causes oxidative stress, which at a level compared to the others that we tend to have more from time to time. It's, it's wreaking havoc daily. It's a silent, slow killer. And it's one, it, it, it's, <laughs> I love that you said silent killer. Cause when you eat it, right? You're like, Oh, that tastes good. I can't, really, I'm, I can't really tell the difference mm -hmm. between half and half canola oil and avocado oil or olive oil and full mm -hmm. olive oil, right? I can't really taste it when I'm eating those chips and they say organic and they say gluten-free and they, they say non-GMO. <laughs> so they have to be healthy. Mm -hmm. So you're eating them. And as we say here in proclivity, repetition is the mother of all skill and the skill of destroying your body comes down to the little things. This is where we say nutrition made simple. Because guys, the simple thing is to look on the back of a package. And if it says any of those seed oils, which coach Emily, will you rep them out real quick? Canola, soybean, rapeseed, grapeseed, safflower, sunflower, rice, bran. Those are the main ones. If you see those, which isn't again, 99% that you set it down. That is simple. That mm -hmm. truly is simple. That is not complicated. You set it down and you search for the one that has avocado oil, that has olive oil, coconut oil, coconut oil, oil ghee, ghee, butter. These ones that are good for our bodies instead of, of it breaking down or having that mm -hmm. oxidative stress. Because that mm -hmm. oxidative stress, what does oxidative stress lead to? inflammation overall could be your joint pain could be inflammation you know like yeah oh man. Every, everything in terms of disease and sickness and illnesses <laughs> oxidative stress leads to inflammation inflammation leads to disease mm -hmm. disease is the number one killer in our society right now heart disease is like i want to say i may i could be getting this wrong Six hundred thousand, like maybe six hundred fifty thousand a year in heart disease right stroke um, cancer, diabetes. This is what's killing millions of people every single year. And it's, it's in the oils and oxidative stress and inflammation. Go back a hundred years. People weren't dying the same way. Period. They were dying of right. Simple vaccines that weren't available and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. Yet they weren't dying of this. And here we are dying of it weird so same same question for you what's the diet lever that you pull 
are currently polling? Like right now? <laughs> right now, Emily. Uh, all of them. Uh, mostly the time restricted in the diet ones for me, for me personally. No, 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 no. The diet uh, lever. Just the diet lever. Like that. Oh, that, oh, oh, yeah. Quality foods. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Are, are there any foods that you're restricting? Mm, for the most part, I avoid gluten and dairy unless again they're high quality sourdough or high quality bakery and i want to treat myself if it's a little bit of parmesan cheese on a salad that mm -hmm. kind of thing yeah i notice for myself when i do indulge and have the piece of cake or the cheese on the pizza um i i don't feel good mm -hmm. um, with that so i keep it to a minimum and have it a handful times each year mm -hmm. so i've figured that out for myself some people can handle those things a little bit better Mm -hmm. And and again, guys, the thing with the lever is you can pull it down more or you can release mm -hmm. it. So right now, for me, my big lever is refined sugar. I just went two months ago. I'm like, I'm done having sugar. I'm done having sugar. Now, when it comes to coconut sugar, right, and other things, I have had some of that. But I pulled down on that lever hard. Like, I haven't, I haven't had really any cakes, cookies, nothing in the last two months. And it's been really beneficial. Um, mm -hmm. The other lever that I pull, alcohol. I don't drink alcohol. That's why I was, once again, Athletic Brewing Company, if you guys want to sponsor Proclivity, we'd love to have you. <laughs> pull, pulling pulling that lever of alcohol. I also pull a lever, lever of gluten. Right, My body's really sensitive to it, so I'd really pull hard on gluten. And so those are the three levels right now that I'm pulling itches, alcohol, gluten, and sugar. Mm -hmm. And I might lighten up on the sugar, right? Meaning that, okay, well, I'm not going to fully pull down no sugar at all. Hey, I have, there's some foods that I have that have coconut sugar, right? Mm -hmm. mm, okay. Yeah. Um, the natural sugars that are in, you know, Greek yogurt and so on and so forth. The fruit. Mm -hmm. Fruit. Yet those are the levers that I'm currently pulling. And so for you, think about what levers you want to pull and how hard do you want to pull it and know mm -hmm. that you can always push that lever back. And that's the simplicity of, of uh, Dr. Peter Atia's uh, system here of these levers is being able to know that you can pull it. So if we were going to give our clients a step-by-step -step in pulling these levers should we just have them pull one two all three what what would be the case here yeah i would say start looking at one start experimenting with that once you feel a little comfortable with that you you notice a little change whether it be positive negative then you can redirect then add in the other one if you haven't done any of these before at least focusing on them I like starting with the, the diet restriction lever, looking at the quality of foods. Then I like looking at the time. Then usually by the time you get those two down, the calorie restriction has implemented itself because by way of eating whole foods, by way of restricting some of your time, it happens naturally. Mm -hmm. So that's the order I would do it. Uh, again, diet, then time, then cal caloric restriction. Um, and yeah, start seeing what, what you enjoy, what feels good. I like that. I like that a lot. Being able to pull on the on the diet restriction first, which 
for a lot of people, it, it gets confusing in the diet world of like, oh, I'm going to do the Mediterranean, or I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. Yet you heard us, what Emily said, those three levers, even if you just started with those, right? Mm-hmm. It was uh, alcohol. What was the other one? Uh, refined or added sugar added and then sugar. the seed or industrial oils. Those in itself. Pull yeah. those three levers and to your ability, doesn't have to be a full, like complete cutout, but start pulling on those levers and see what happens. Mm-hmm. One, you'll probably see that your caloric restriction will start going down, like Emily said, naturally. Then if you start going, okay, well, I'm going to pull on this time lever a little bit. And I'm just going to have three meals. And I'm going to separate them by four to six hours. Then start seeing what happens. Wow. Man, I, now I'm, I'm having it every eating every four to six hours and bigger meals. I'm restricting the amount of calories again because I'm having these little snacks here and there. This little mm-hmm. every, that's where it adds up, right? Just like interest in the bank. You don't think about it. And then before you know it, you're like, whoa, that compounded really quick. Same mm-hmm. thing, same thing with our food. And the last part is what happens when you pull all three lever levers? What is that? That's when you'll see the biggest change. Yet again, that change could be good, could be bad. So taking notice of what that is for you and taking notice of how much of a mental burden or stressor that is for you too. That's why for a lot of people it's like go one step at a time. A lot of our hard chargers will go, give me all three levers and let's go 100% on all of them, right? Mm-hmm. And that could lead to ins- unsustainability. That can mm-hmm. lead to, like, oh, I got all these results. And then it's really hard to maintain, Yeah. right? So we don't always want to pull all three. We want to have a mixture of two, one to two, sometimes three. And really, if we're talking about pulling all three levers fully down, that's also known as not eating, folks. That's a fast. Yeah. <laughs> 24, 72 hour fasts are good, right? Mm-hmm. They can be really, really beneficial. And if you're going to pull fully down on all three levers, that means I'm taking in no food, caloric mm-hmm. levers all the way down. I'm not eating, so time levers all the way down. And obviously, I'm not eating any foods, so mm-hmm. diet lever is all the way down. And you talked about the hard chargers. Even hard chargers have limits, right? Okay, you want to be a hard charger? Great. Pull all three levers, just don't ever eat again. How's (laughs) how's that going to work for you? We all pull the levers to our ability to where we're at. Pull it and make sure that it is sustainable for you when it comes to these three levers. Coach, anything else on Peter Atiyah's three levers? Uh, no, I, I enjoy this for someone who thinks nutrition can feel really complicated in this, again, specifics to, oh, do I do this diet? Do I have high carb, low carb? Do I cut out vegetables? Do I do this and that? Start here with this foundation if that's all confusing to you. And a lot of things will come into play more naturally than you might think. I totally agree. We will leave some links to, uh, Peter Atia's breakdown of this. So if you guys want to visit, um, Peter Atia check out his video, check out his podcast, um, The Daily Drive. He has some really great stuff, really techy. If you really like ours because we keep it down surface level and it makes sense, 
I don't know if I'd push you to <laughs> Dr. Peter Atias because he gets real geekified. Yet if you like the, the statistics the science. and the science mm-hmm. and the study of it, yeah, he's, one of, he's one of the good ones to go check out for sure. Mm-hmm. You guys, as always, we really appreciate you guys joining us on the Proclivity Podcast. If you like the show, please like, share, subscribe, send it to your friends and family. We have a lot of people who do, and they see some really incredible results. We've had mm-hmm. people who've messaged us and gone, hey, I've lost 10 to 15 pounds since I listened to your podcast alone. Because we make it as simple as possible to go, we'll just go do it. Just pull the lever, right? Get into it and see what happens. If you are curious on diving deeper into the 12 foundational habits that we have along with the psychological side of food and fitness, we have a program. It's called the Proclivity Method. We created the Proclivity Method specifically to break the patterns and to create healthier and happier life. We can do this in A, our group method, and we also do it privately where you work with Emily and I one-on-one. So if this is something that you're interested in, reach out to us. You can go to www.proclivity.co. You can send an email to joel at proclivity.co or emily at proclivity.co. And we would love to talk to you. You get a 45-minute call with Emily and I, two-on-one. That's a, re- that's a real expensive call <laughs> that we're giving yeah, you completely free. There's a button on our website that's, yeah, specifically for that book, a free clarity call. Go right to that. makes it super simple. Find a time that works for you. Simple. And go to our website. we got a ton of resources on there. we got uh, nutrition packs, recipe packs. Um, we have incredible blogs. Check it out. Anything else, Coach Emily? That's it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, guys. As always, go live the best day ever. Peace. Bye.